Uh, well, hello. The, today's episode actually starts uh, with me on a walk. It's a Saturday night, middle of a pandemic crisis, gripping the province of Ontario, the innocent province. It's very quiet out, but the weather's actually quite mild, so that's not bad. This is Elliot's podcast. I don't know any other name for a show, and I think that's that works great. Before I get into today's uh, episode, I want to talk to you about something. I want to have a little chat here. I think, you know, I, I, when I started this last week, I'm looking at a bunny. That's cute. That's very cute. Two bunnies. Amazing. When I started this just last week, you know, I thought this podcast is a good way to, to share my music. I started working on music every week from the, in, during when the pandemic started. And there, there's a story to why I was doing that. I, I think I was gonna, felt like I was going to die or something. <laughs> and I needed to post music. Uh, that was part of it. It was to either post my old archives. And then I said, well, I could just make new music. Uh, so I got in the habit of making new music every week. And then this, the idea of the podcast came around because it was better to do that. That's something that happens weekly, you know, a show or whatever. Whereas music, people aren't really used to having that every week. So I, so that's, that's where this is at. And, but I, I originally was going to share a music that I'm working on and I still will do that. But I started to think a bigger picture and deeper. And I, I realized I've had kind of a questionable uh, life up until now, quite controversial and quite perplexing to many, perplexing to many, except myself, I would say. And I think it would be nice if uh, this podcast was a hit in some way. And um, I know you can't uh, manufacture hits and you can't tell people what to do, but I'm just letting you know that it's sort of your responsibility to make this successful in some way. And I I don't need to know the particulars, if it means uh, topping some kind of chart on a a directory. (laughs) Or (laughs) if it means it, it... I accidentally stumble into a million dollars from doing it for, for to endorse um, a smoothie or something. I would be open to any of those things happening. But I just wanted to put that out there that before I get into this episode, uh, just keep it in the back of your mind. You don't have to do anything with it today. You don't have to share it with anyone. But that is sort of the, the expectation. So, let, so let's get into it now. Today I'm going to talk a bit about The Grateful Dead. It was something that popped up in my mind last week and I thought I wanted to do a show about The Grateful Dead. I think they're kind of a a bizarre entity in the world today. Probably a lot of people look at The Grateful Dead and they don't even know where to begin, I, I think, because it's sort of perplexing how to get into The Grateful Dead music. But on the other hand, it's very simple. You just put on a live show and I'll tell you about how to do that in this episode and you just kind of listen and you enjoy there there's a lot of band members came and went through the Grateful Dead you don't really have to care who's playing what at what who's singing I mean the main thing is obviously Jerry Garcia who died at some point and um (laughs) Jerry Dark Gears I shouldn't be laughing it was uh, I remember being at summer camp and my counselor went to a rock and cried. It was horribly tragic for people who were big 
music fans at the time, especially the Dead fans, that it was the the shattering of the universe when Jerry died, because he wasn't young, but he also wasn't insanely old, even though his health had been whittled away through all the years of, of substance abuse. So I remember when they when it, it was over, I think my sister had tickets for a concert that was going to come to Toronto that year or the year after that year. I don't know. They were slated to come to Toronto. That never happened. So I was talking to my friend Jordan. I was telling him that I'm getting ready to do this this episode. And, and we kind of had a quick laugh because I asked him if he remembers what we what we thought of when we saw the Grateful Dead um, merchandise and stuff around the time of grade six. So actually, I'll let you hear from Jordan himself of what we experienced. Yeah, I mean, I remember growing up and seeing the Grateful Dead t-shirts and album covers, and they all had these skulls on them, and the graphics were amazing and psychedelic, but I always thought it was really like heavy guitar music, uh, you know, hard rock. And I was really surprised the first time I actually heard the bands when I was 13, and it turned out to be closer to country bluegrass music. So I was hoping I could do some history on the dead, but I don't, I'm not that type of person who actually looks things up in detail. I, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. I'm not one for facts or true information. I just talk, okay? If you want to learn all about the dead, there is an amazing documentary called Long Strange Trip on Amazon Prime, and that will get you all the info you need about how the dead came out of this uh, San Francisco scene, and they played at a pizzeria originally under the name The Warlocks. That was the original name of their band. And they, they kind of latched into this Bakersfield country sound, which was sort of the West Coast sound of country music, but they weren't necessarily a country band all, all the way. And, and then they forged this psychedelic jam sound and they they got it good because they played together all the day they lived in the same house and they clearly didn't have any responsibilities to like a normal job i think people could pull that off in that era at that time maybe something similar in yorkville toronto was probably happening with the folk music scene people are playing a lot of music writing all day long and then they that becomes their thing and the grateful dead they were good at like creating these happenings and they had a good crew that was providing lots of LSD and the, the creation of big sound systems comes out of the Grateful Dead. I think the dance music world owes a lot to the sound engineers, I think Owley from the Dead, who uh, created this uh, wall of sound. Um, not to be confused with the wall of sound from Phil Spector in the recording studio, but the live stacks of, of speakers. So, And the way that that was the array of how that was made so we take for granted now that a stadium is filled with sound but back then it was kind of wimpy if you would hear a group like the Beatles that's why people would yell like you couldn't hear the Beatles over the girls screaming so that's a bit about the all the history that I know and I asked my friend Adam to recommend me a show he said what do we want here you, you want when they're a country band starting out in the middle there's a psychedelic rock band and then in the end there's kind of playing it cool and and it's consistent i guess so that's kind of the the three eras that he suggested and i i i wanted something more early to mid but i settled on this 1991 alpine valley which is from east troy uh, wisconsin so i guess some kind of stadium there arena i don't re- I, I, I don't remember the exact name here so we'll listen to some music from that and i'll talk a bit about it 
uh, like what what to listen for in the dead which is not much just enjoy it really but they come out usually with a big bang from what if you go through a lot of the different shows like a kind of rock country blues stuff to get the audience going you got to understand people are here for the party so they really catered to that and you're and you're a different experience like if, if you put on one of these shows at home now like I put on this East Troy show and you know, I've made dinner and everything, and and it's still, and I've had dinner, eat, listening to it and whatever. I'm still, like, not even halfway into the show. Like, it's it's a real investment of your time. If you really want to listen to a show, it's a real thing, you know? So I was going to talk about the history, but I, th- I when you talk about the history, the story comes up. And it, it really takes the place of me needing to talk about the history of the band that I don't really know. But... Um, I actually had the chance to go to a Dead reunion concert that had most of the original players, Phil and um, Bob, are you sort of the leaders of this. Actually, maybe one of the two of them wasn't there because they might have had a split. Uh, but John Mayer sort of played the role of Jerry Garcia, and this was in Buffalo, New York, and it was on a weekday. And it was the kind of thing where you had to tell your family where you were. This is in 2015, by the way. You know, my friends and I, we had, we had to tell our family we're doing this because we're crossing the border on a weeknight. It was a little bizarre, but it was our chance to see Dead and Company. So that's the reunion name of the show. And anytime we talk about the dead, it really just comes back to this show, this this night, and it explains so much. I mean, the first thing you need to know is we went on a bus full of Jewish people. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm clearly Jewish, but we know a guy who, who is good at, like, um... Rent, he would rent a bus to take everyone down. So if you think kind of like summer camp, that's pretty much people you we would have... Uh, these were people I actually went to summer camp with who I went along on this trip with. But that's the the gist. And and that's what a lot of these jam bands are all about, really, is it. It's kind of like summer camp, you know? And even if you're like an American, um, you're not Jewish or whatever, you're like American, it's a, it's a college kid thing, college culture, and definitely overlaps with the world of sports and tracking these shows these guys play like hundreds of shows a year in these different cities and stadiums it's a big overlap with with if you think about sports and stats like when when's my song getting played how many times they played it this year on this tour you know and it's kind of fun for those those people and i'm i that's why i say those people because i'm i'm kind of one and i'm kind of not but this night i went along and i i it, will i say it was the best night yes and no because something bizarre happened and I typically would regret um, telling stories like this, but that's why I would make a, this podcast, is that uh, I, if there's any time to tell them, any form, and now's the place. So gather around, pull up a chair, and so what happened is we were crossing the border, and uh, my friends bought a bottle of whiskey at the Duty Free called Buffalo Trace, and we had to drink some of it before we went in, but uh, maybe we had a bit too much or something because we were in a hurry to get in. And the first half of the show was was pretty good, from what I remember. It was fun. We're, in, we're here in Buffalo and um, seeing the dead in some form. And at the halfway point of the show, we, we go into something called like the Lexus Lounge, like the car company. And somehow we get in there, and we, we also see some of the people that were on the bus with us there, too. And there's more drinking taking place. And that is the last point of sanity that is noted between my friends and I before we were slingshotted into this uh, vortex of 
American rural blues stadium rock stuff. Whatever the shenanigans were, we don't know because it, it was all a messy blur for years to come. You know, we sometimes talk about it, we catch up, we have to review the, the events of that night. Probably we were removed from the stadium. That's for almost for 100, at least I was. I feel like I was carried out at some point. Uh, that's what I remember. Uh, somehow made it back to the bus. And then on the bus ride home, at some point, I have no shirt on anymore. And we're fighting at the back of the bus with some, not like a, a serious fight, like play fighting. I've, I've lost my shirt. Don't even know where it is, maybe until the end of the, till I, till we arrive back in Toronto. Apparently, this is why the story is so amazing, because I, I had to confer with one of my uh, friends, um to make sure I wasn't missing any any points and this is the part of the story that is the best is that we apparently crossed uh, the border going back into Canada and apparently somehow spoke to the border guards but by what I'm telling you there would be no how would a border person I mean I guess they have to let you back into your own country so they're not they don't care what state the person is in but you would typically think what happened is the bus pulled up and a border guard came on and um, waved everyone through. That's But uh, my friend's Fitbit claims, so sees the activity that we went to the... We, we did speak to the border, Canadian Border Services coming back in. And yeah, that's uh, that's the kicker of this whole thing is that, oh, we had to go, everyone had to go to work the next day. That was, it was a weeknight and my boss at the time is most likely listening to this and he now can patch up the story. He had probably been there himself at any other year. If you're going to go to the see the, the dead for a night on a weeknight, your next day is not going to be uh, pleasant. And I somehow made it, and I don't know if I made it the whole day or what. It was because the show was on a Wednesday night, so the next day was a Thursday. I don't know if I was able to leave work early or what, but um, uh, it was not not easy. Yeah. So the trick that I learned, and I'll, I'll get out my phone so I can um, make sense of this here. So here's the magic trick of this whole thing is that my friend told me about the app Relisten, which I didn't know about before, but it is a fantastic app for listening to all the old dead shows, fish. There's all these other jam bands in there. It, it basically pulls the sound from archive.org because the dead were okay. They started the whole thing where they were okay with people taping their shows. So if you don't, if you're not familiar with the Dead's music, you don't need to listen to the albums. The albums were sort of their their contractual obligation to record labels, and they were. There's a whole thing about that in the movie, The Long Strange Trip. It's the shows that really matter. There's some of the songs are kind of you know like a reggae vibe, you know, feel like you're outside summer. And there's some that are a little sad, more moody, and um, there's the jams. There's the there's the big bass sound. You always hear that bass. And uh, just you can tell this band had fun playing and, and but it took the toll on them, you know, like for even just the life of um, Jerry. I mean, he became sort of a guru and it was too hard for him to sustain uh, that responsibility. And he, he, he coped with it through other means. And the movie also sort of alludes to the idea of the Frankenstein, which um, Jerry was a fan of when he was a kid or something. The story of the Frankenstein and the dead sort of became that for him. It was this this thing they made and became the all-consuming monster, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, this was um, 
this was nice. I'm, I'm glad I was able to tell the story about the, the border crossing and, and the slingshotting into America. So to wrap everything up and to kind of put a bow on this and put this podcast episode back into its, its rightful place in the cosmos, I just want to say that the, the most amazing thing about the dead and the legacy and with the other bands that followed is it's sort of a reminder of, of something that I see uh, when I look out the window or something during a sunset is that sometimes the, the the source of the light is not the most important thing like staring directly at a sunset is 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 nice and all but sometimes not as important as seeing the effect that it has on the world around it and, and seeing the light kind of this beautiful orange light shining on everything and I, I love to see the way it reflects off of even buildings uh, downtown they look super cool and that's kind of the, the real takeaway from the dead is that the music was great and everything the jams were great but think about the what the, what it created for people who um, got to go to these shows and and how it inspired like all these probably millions of people and it makes me think of my own experiences not just with the story I told about this uh, this dead show in Buffalo but you know a few years later we went I ha- asked my friends to take me along to uh, we went to some fish shows in the states a few times Chicago and um, South Carolina before the pandemic hit a few months before that. Was the last place I got to travel was to go to a fish show in, in, in Charleston. And it, it also makes me think about um, the the story, the idea of being on the road in the, the book by Jack Kerouac. And, um, you know, the show itself is often not the most important thing, at least to me. It's the characters that you meet along the way. And, and that's sort of a metaphor for... Uh, life itself is is this um this string of experiences and, and people and um you know thinking about your friends and your family and the journey so yeah that's that's really what i think is the most important part about all this stuff and it's it's also a reminder you know if you make music or, or you make art that um sometimes you're you're too much inside of your own head and thinking too much about what you're making um, but what's really important is the the impact it, it makes and, and that journey of being a creator. So, yeah, take that with you next time you 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 get lost in the 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 world of, of creating things is um is is relax a bit and enjoy the party and that's why you know listen to some dead and and have fun with it you know. <laughs> 